Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome to another edition of Dork Trek. My name is Bob. Hello. Thank you for listening. We review Star Trek DS9 at the moment, and it's fantastic. What a show. What a show. And I have three great co-hosts. Feel free to introduce yourself, all of you at one time. I don't care. Hi. Hi. My name is Dennis. I'm a Star Trek fan. You guys are not very good at this synchronized introductions. You know what, man? I thought it was great. I'll just, I'll fix it in post. I tried, man. I tried. It was good. It was good. Don't worry about it. Can't take direction for shit. It's okay, man. It's okay. Somebody. <laughs> Jenny just chose to abstain. Which I was, I was waiting until the most awkward moment possible. Yeah, this is uh, Jenny uh, going against the patriarchy. She's like, I'm like, I don't need a man to tell me what to do. And I gotta tell, I was watching the Soundgarden uh, deprogram last night on uh, not radio, <laughs> radio. What's the name? What's the name of Hulkster's network? Radio Free Radio. Radio Free Radio. I was watching you guys last night on the Facebook machine there, and I watched probably 20 minutes and you guys didn't get one song by the time i left you guys oh, hadn't yeah. agreed on one song yet yeah it took us quite some time and i think we only got two songs that we agreed 100 wow that's great oh, man you guys the the we just, i would have loved to have done Soundgarden. listen to the show and see, just yell at us and tell us how wrong we are now that's we to each other for those, I, I could for get into some Soundgarden deep cuts for those of you that don't know uh, what I'm talking about, it's Radio Free Radio. Our friend Justin Wilson has an internet radio station, and they're, adver- they're, they're doing stuff right now. They're playing music or they're doing a show right now as we speak. Uh, every night they run programming from like, what, 6 to 11 or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's like every night at 6 to 11 during the day, it's all music. And one of the shows they do is called Deprogrammed, where they take it like three, a panel of three people uh, get together and they pick an artist. I was, I was on the Beastie Boys show and I was on the Oasis mm-hmm. show. And I'm trying to get on a Tribe Called Quest show, but they haven't done that one yet. Uh, and they just, everybody, every panel member picks, uh, I guess, 10 essential songs by that artist and they try to compile a list there's 20 right. I don't know. yeah and you just try to compile like their best 10 songs it doesn't have to be radio songs it doesn't have to be singles or anything like that it could be deep cuts like dennis was saying and it's very fun it's very entertaining um so listen to that radio free radio check that out it's very cool it's been a good way for me like as a listener to listen to some of the bands that they're talking about and kind of get into the deep cuts and to like learn more about bands that I never would have given it the time of day to. You know? And I brought it up because I loved your Pearl Jam shirt yesterday. You were doing Soundgarden, but ironically wearing a Pearl Jam shirt. <laughs> I, I, I thought, thought about wearing my Soundgarden shirt, but I was like, everybody knows I, I like Soundgarden. That's why I'm here. Oh, did and, you not have a Temple of the Dog shirt that you could just cover all your bases with? I'm <laughs> hungry. Yeah. The one thing I will say about Soundgarden is uh, uh, Super Unknown is a great record. Bad Motorfinger is amazing. I never thought Chris Cornell's voice uh, held up well live. I thought it was pretty good. We saw him uh, like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Really? Virginia Beach, yeah. I remember he was good because I remember seeing him like back in the 90s on SNL where they were doing pretty noose and he sounded terrible. Well, he might be clean now. <laughs> that might have something to do with that it. That might help. That could be. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's one of those things where he was, for a while there, like in the mid-90s when 
down on the upside came out like he was kind of trying to sing like he was still 10 years younger okay and still had a better voice you know that wasn't already you know starting to break down or whatever and now like he's figured out how to sing again and sing for the voice that he has now because i thought it was great you know they opened for nine inch nails and it it was a toss-up for me between who was the better between the two i will will say the uh even the album version of pretty noose isn't like his best singer right i think that's kind of what kills uh that whole album for me is like you know his voice was just kind of kind of shot yeah the ones where he's trying to he's trying to wail on them aren't so great they have there's still some good songs on there though yeah yeah but i mean like i was saying on the show last night you know whenever i listen to that album I just don't enjoy it as much as the other ones, and mm-hmm. I usually turn it off halfway through and put on Super Unknown instead. Yeah, Super Super <laughs> Super Unknown's a great record. Yeah, there was a while where that was my favorite grunge album, like like of that whole genre of tunes. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite. Ben is sitting there patiently waiting for us <laughs> to talk about Star Trek. I will say, <laughs> my so wave, good. my wave was a song that got me. Into my wave, I've never my really wave. heard from before. Uh, oh really? Yeah. I guess I guess I should have approved that one to go on the list because I I kind of <laughs> shot that one down. As long as Outshined made it, yeah, that was that was the one for me. Like Outshined was the the the. I'm looking in the mirror. Yeah, that song's awesome. <laughs> I mean, because well, Bad Motorfinger starts with those. I mean, what it's it's Rusty Cage, Outshined, and then Jesus Christ pose, and you're like, holy shit, I have no face left. Like they just done rocked it off. But yeah. Actually, it's funny. The two that we actually agreed on between all three of us were on uh, "Louder Than Love." It was on the previous album. That's cool. So, and I love Kim Thale. I think he's a great guitar player. Yes, he's fantastic. The whole band's just great. Yeah, they're they are they're a good band. I just don't sleep on Soundgarden, and I'm Did still Spoon Man. Make the list, Spoon Man. <laughs> no, I need you to listen to the show just to hear my reaction. Is it still on YouTube or something? Yeah, it's on it's on YouTube. It's on the okay. Facebook Live. They're and on Patreon too. Check yeah. them out. Okay, cool. Spoonman, I'm waiting for them to do the Afghan wigs, which Hulkster said he would do, and they haven't done yet. And I'm waiting for a tribe called Quest because I will bomb the shit out of everybody on both of those bands. I I thought about doing Afghan wigs with you, but I feel like you you outclassed me completely. Oh like, yeah, I, I would. Know them well enough. Yeah, I would totally just <laughs> school. I mean, they're my favorite band. Like they're yeah. so, much, so much so that I moved to the town they're from. Like, it's intimidating. That was a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they. I, I love that band. They're my they're my most favorite. Even though I didn't listen to their new record because I have this weird thing about new stuff. Like that, that, that hear the beast or whatever it's called. I'm yeah. sure it's, I'm sure it's swell. I'm just not listening to it because like Sorry. I have gentlemen and black love. What do I need a new record for? I'm good. You know what I mean? And that's, that's stuff that I love. Like I'm not listening to. Yeah. Once you go black love, you never go back. Dude, love. Black love is an amazing album. Like that would, that yeah, I love. Yeah. It's- ben, don't give me that look. You've told worse jokes. <laughs> But anyway, let's get on with the episode because we, we've rattled on long enough about God knows what. I just want to point out that I currently know how Ginny feels when uh, we start talking us go down a, a soccer tangent. Mm-hmm. Or like, or, I, I was afraid we would uh, start talking about baseball because of the goddamn Hall of Fame coming out today. But well, that's right. another, that's we'll or, save that for another time. That's or, another. 
uh, Bob and I go down the comics rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. This is the, and I sit here and polish my glasses. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever, man, it happens to everybody. The only yeah, person. It, so it was nice to have to be on the other side of that. <laughs> See, that says how great of a host I am because I'm so well rounded. I don't ever do that, and if I do, then it's cool. Nobody cares. Well, unless we talk about Doctor Who. Yeah, then I'm just like you're, oh. gone. you're done. Yeah, but I mean, I'll <laughs> still, I'll still look like I care. Yeah. Like, you're like, what? He's does he keeps changing or something? It's never the same guy, right? Oh. I thought it was a fat yeah. guy. <laughs> and then I'll say, then I'll make a dick joke, and then it all kind of comes back around. But, yeah. then, but then the cool part is, I'll do that about Columbo sometimes with just myself. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Like, if, if every time the doctor uh, regenerated, everything changed except for his dick. Like he always had the same dick. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like that to be the first thing he checks. He's like. Oh, still the same. Cool. No, that's that's actually yeah. That's the case. What? Right. He he keeps his dick. Where the rivers high. I don't know. I would think that he would check it first just to see if it got any bigger. If you don't want to believe. (laughs) And I'm wondering. So there aren't that many circumcised Gallifreyans. Right. I don't know. Because, well, no, because you're alone in the super unknown. <laughs> All right, let's get going. <laughs> All right, so the episode we watched this week was called uh, Sanctuary, Sanctuary, which is Sanctuary. a which is a great uh, uh, cure, not cure, but the cult song. I love that song. Yeah, the cure, the cult, they're great. Um, so yeah, anywho, I don't want to do the breakdown. Somebody else do it. Because I just don't want to talk too much. I feel like I talk too much if I do the breakdown, too. You talk too much and you worry my pets. Nobody knows that song. I do. My kids listen to it all the time. We love that shit. I'm old. So are my kids. (laughs) They listen to that. They're old souls. They're old as well. It's a good song for kids. You talk too much. You worry me to death. Ben, you know what we're talking about, don't you? Did they play? Did they play that song in good old Alabama? <laughs> we we weren't allowed to have music because the church said that that was the devil's strings. Hey, so you lived in the Footloose town? No. Well, no, he could dance, but they just couldn't listen to we music. Just couldn't have music. It it made the dancing a little awkward. Much like that scene in the Lobster. Have you guys? Did you guys see the Lobster yet? No, but we know it's your least favorite movie in the entire world. Ever? Don't watch it. <laughs> don't, don't watch it ever. Don't ever watch it. Uh, you know, worth making I'm, fun gonna, of it. I'm gonna go back and edit it out that I mentioned it. Like I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do that, and we're just gonna move on. Oh boy! All right. So what happens in Sanctuary? Okay. So Sanctuary. Da, 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 da. The da, damaged da. vessel comes through the wormhole. Yeah. Well, the, uh, so, uh, how does the episode open? Right. Like um, the episode opens with. Uh, What's her face? Kira and your boy Cisco are talking, yeah. and Kira ain't doing none of the work that Cisco wants her to do because she's been yelling at the TV all day. Yeah, she's basically yelling at the TV, and Cisco's got to. I, I want to think that she thinks that she's on like a communications channel with the provisional government, right? But it's actually it's just a television. It's like Bajoran C-SPAN. So the, <laughs> The, the the prime minister, the different people are on, and they're making their speeches. And so she thinks she has a valid voice in this, this conversation. So she's yelling at the TV like somebody's 70-year-old grandmother. I would love oh, to. Oh, you're wrong. You're I was, wrong. 
I would, ben, I would like to take your vision a step further and perhaps she's watching her stories and she's just yelling at the characters in her stories and she's yeah. just gone completely. There really up. is no provisional government. Yeah, on it's, just, it's, it's just like the young and the Bajoran on uh, TV and she's just <laughs> yelling at Victor Newman. That's all. She's just like, look you Victor Newman. I don't like what you're doing to Victoria. That ain't cool. Is that the reveal in the uh, series finale is that all this time Bajor has had a democratically elected government and there really is yes. no yeah. provisional government that they have to it's worry the about. Newman, it's the Newman family from the Young and the Restless. They run Bajor. <laughs> That's where they run their cosmetic empire from. <laughs> Victor, fantastic. I'm Victor Newman. Hello. It's a pleasure to meet you. Look at my mustache. But yes, yeah, still alive either in the yeah. show. Yeah. Oh yeah, he is. Cause like okay. when my wife and I go to we we go to Kentucky Moe's. Like some days I'll meet her for lunch at Kentucky Moe's. And uh they always have Young and the Restless on there. It's awesome. <laughs> it's Kentucky Moe's. I don't know why I call it that. I just do. <laughs> and they say, Welcome to Moe's, y'all. They say, Welcome to Kentucky Moe's. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Kentucky, Mo. <laughs> Oh, money works that one guy named Mo. Actually, there are always several people named Mo there, so that's why they can say Mo's. Yes, Mo's. I told plural, not the possessive. I told Stephanie uh, that if we started, I would totally start watching Young and the Restless with her if she wanted to watch it again (laughs) because I love. I mean, there was a stretch where it was like every night after dinner, Stephanie and I would sit down and watch the DVR. Uh, young and the restless and there was a point where i was like this is fucking dumb and then like two weeks later i was like i love this show more than anything in the whole wide world yeah it's amazing i love victor newman and see i was always more of the abc soap operas okay all right all right so i was ryan's general, hope is that general hospital general hospital uh edge of night uh ryan's hope and one life to live well, what, is, what is edge of night that sounds really sexy is that like uh, dark shadows or something is that like yeah. Is that one of your bear books? <laughs> <laughs> Edge of Night started uh, after General Hospital was like hey, mo- most people thought it, uh, uh, General Hospital was the last one of the day, but then <laughs> Edge of Night was one right after it. Okay, and it overlapped with uh, kids getting home from school and cartoon time. Okay, but so it didn't have the legs that uh, General Hospital had. And it's just to get porn to run during the daytime. Yes. Yes. Not anymore, though. Thank God for the internet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Al Gore. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, so yeah. So she's yelling at her stories, and then, yeah. and then your boy uh, Cisco's like, "Just do your fucking job, white woman." Yeah. I just <laughs> white devil. Yeah, you stupid ass. If you were, if you were a man, I'd punch you. I might do it anyway. Yes, because I hate your face. <laughs> But it's a fun conversation between like boss and employee. And then the wormhole, the the ship comes through the wormhole there. Yeah. And they try to communicate with them, but they can't understand what they're saying. So it sounds like, it sounds like they they were speaking like a weird mix of like Italian and French and Spanish, like just a bunch of gobbledygook. Like, yeah. Like just, just take all the people who weren't welcome in America in the early 20th century and just, like, take a little bit of every one of those languages. We're going to put all their languages together. and that's all right. Italian, do. Polish, and Irish. All right, go, go. I was trying to think if there had been a previous occasion where the universal translator didn't work. And Not, I mean, besides like an enterprise or something like that. Well, yeah, enterprise, which doesn't count because even though it's chronologically before, it's production after – but if we're, it doesn't work, and then it, the computer has to take time to learn, mm-hmm. I didn't know if 
this was what established that or if it had been previously established that the computer has an algorithm and the more it hears of the language then it, it you know starts mm -hmm. translating because that's happened it's happened in, on a separate occasion but i don't know if it happened before this episode I can't and it's weird like and it's weird too because um they just start speaking English. Like their mouth, wouldn't it be dubbed? Shouldn't it be dubbed because their mouth would still be speaking their language? Like if they're not going to train it's their, the alien's brain to start speaking common, it's going to be more of just a dub, wouldn't it? So it should just yeah. be right. like, like a Kung Fu movie. Exactly. That's a good point, actually. Mm -hmm. I guess yeah, it's too annoying to act. Well, so that shit would be hard. dope, son. Like if Star Trek was also a Kung Fu movie, like think about how great that would be. How shitty would that be though? Like if you were Worf and you had to learn all Klingon lines and then they just translated it in post for you. Well, Worf speaks, he speaks the English like you and me. I guess that's true. He was yeah. raised by the English people, uh, well, his Russian parents. I was going to say, does he speak English or does he speak Russian? I don't know, comrade. Or, but yeah, so that's why I was. I'm that's that's. You, you have no honor. You have you have no honor. <laughs> I I teach you lesson this time. <laughs> I take batlet and stick in your ass. Um, <laughs> then I use new asshole with double dick to give you the fucking. <laughs> a friend of uh, a friend of my daughter's uh, uh, father. Did I say that right? My daughter's friend's father. There you go. He just started listening to the podcast and he was really interested in the Klingon two dick theory that we have. So I thought that was cool. It's kind of a risky be, thing to like let your, uh, your daughter's friends. We, we hung out earlier on a separate occasion and I kind of got that he was okay. If that makes sense. Like you can yeah. tell. Uh, so I was like, he's cool. And then he was saying that he's a big sci-fi fan. And I was like, Oh, you should listen to my podcast. We do a, a Star Trek podcast. And so we had a play date last week and he, that's what he told me. He's like, I, I listen to your podcast. I like it. I was like, Oh, that's cool, man. You know? And he was like, so the two dick thing, huh? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> so he, he was like, oh, yeah, it works. And then we had a discussion, like, would it be two dicks because it's an external organ or would it just be four balls in one dick? No, I think it'd have to be two dicks. That's what I said. I mean, just for yeah. the, I mean, just for the comedy of it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's established dork trick canon. Now. Yeah, it is. You can't go back and. J.J. Abrams ain't fucking this up. Yeah. I don't care how many fucking Neros go back in time. That's never <laughs> changing. Hello, I'm Nero. I'm here to change your two dick theory. <laughs> No! Hi. Hi. That weird voice he spoke in with that yeah. movie for some reason. It was just dumb. Like, bitch, sound menacing. Like, you blew a fucking Vulcan. Hi, James. I'm Nero. <laughs> I, you no longer have two dicks. I blew that up with Vulcan. <laughs> Do you like my Chase Lounge? <laughs> it's like I'm Nero. It's kind of a chair, kind of a bed. I don't... But it's all a comfort. I don't know whether to sit or sleep. <laughs> Maybe both. Hi, I'm Nero. But yeah. Um, so yeah, so this episode, they lose me. They, they're, I'm automatically deducting like a tenth of a point 
because the <laughs> oh the French judge well, that's it. I mean, let's be real son I mean yeah. should be well, I mean they do take like a significant crutch in time wasting here by they're like shit we don't have enough script for a full <laughs> what, do we do? what do we do so it's like the first seven minutes of the show is them trying to figure out the uh, universal translator deal so yeah. it's, it is kind of a cop out well, my thing is I think that they should have known that the universal translator would take long you know expose it to the language longer and let it learn it. But at the same time, I think um, I didn't think of it as a waste of time. I thought of it as actually a good use of the time because it it was a little, you know, behind the curtain inside baseball type thing of, Oh, maybe the universal translator doesn't work every time because you're dealing with a culture that, that's from you know another side of the galaxy. Yeah, because how annoying yeah. would it be if they just said, like showed up and it had worked magically? Like you've never. Yeah, I wouldn't expect it to work magically, but you know I would expect maybe they had some kind of protocols, like a like a way to elicit reactions. Like a sign, people. Like a like, sign with like pictures. people would just flash them, and then like everybody's guaranteed to say, "Oh my god," or something like that. So then the universal <laughs> translator can learn from these, you know, Dex pulls uh, your worm out. responses. Mm-hmm. It just pulls it right out of her veg. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, they works. It works. Okay, yeah. yeah. We he either said what the fuck or I'm about the jizz. I don't know what <laughs> Both. Now it's the same in our world. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we say. That's, that's it. Just what the what fuck? What the fuck? I about the jizz. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I want some kung fu shit, son. You fucking I want some Run, run, song, shit. I want some. Uh, uh, uh. We've never had that. I mean, in any Star Trek previously. I know, Ben. I'm just saying, damn. Well, and also, I like everybody, like that. <laughs> everybody communicates verbally. Like, when are they going to run into species that communicates like by flashing lights or something? Or but they, I mean, there'll be plenty of time for that, Dennis. I mean, all kinds of the energy motion monsters be flashing lights and shit. <laughs> But I mean, it's something where you can't use the universal translator. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they communicate by smell. Like they just fart different. <laughs> like in uh, Darmok and Jalad, they had to, they understood the words, but they just didn't understand what the fuck he was actually trying to say. Like, you mean like Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan in that karate movie? When they, Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Like that? Exactly. Okay. I think that would have made that uh, Darmok. Don't ever touch a screen's radio. <laughs> It would have made uh, Darmok and, and uh, <laughs> it would have been a better episode when Picard, you know, leans in and says that to uh, Darmok. Mm-hmm. Darmok. Yeah, you know, speaking of Chris Tucker, I, I had the pleasure of introducing my wife to Money Talks recently. That oh, was, is, that, is that the one with Charlie Sheen? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like uh, Rush Hour, but different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's. it's it's rush hour with age. Still, <laughs> it's the same movie except a terrible disease. Yeah, lurking underneath. <laughs> it's still back when uh, Chris Tucker was still skinny and funny. Ah, uh, is he not funny anymore? Nah, that's just really. gained weight. Yeah, hmm, interesting. Like he buffed up for rush hour three, and it was a train wreck. Yeah. So he got he he went Dr. Dre and got all muscular, or he just got fat. No, he got muscular. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't he on? Uh... Oh, shit. Oh, you got to be careful, Ben, because you want to mix up your black people. <laughs> I was just about to say, uh, no, he used to be uh, the co-host on Dork Trick. No. Um... <laughs> yes. 
wasn't he? I did not get muscular. That's not the the secret behind my weight gain. Well, I know what? Chappelle got muscular, what? I yeah, Chappelle got muscular. But I couldn't tell if if he was muscular or if he had gotten fat. Chris Rock is the only guy that's still skinny. And not, not, as skinny, not as skinny as Beverly Hills cop Chris Rock, but still. But I pretty- mean, come on! I mean, Beverly Hills Chris Rock is like fucking rail thin. Yeah. hasn't eaten in six weeks. Yeah. Like Pookie, point- Pookie Chris Rock is, is way too skinny. The weird part is though, when Chris Rock did that sketch on SNL with Dave Chappelle, he walked on screen, and my wife went, "Wow, he's really hot." I was like, "Chris Rock, like, really?" She's like, "Yeah, he looks good." I was like, "Wow, I never thought anyone would say that about Chris Rock because." I just picture him as fucking Pookie from, you know, smoking a crack pipe. Well, you know, the older the berry. Yeah, the sweeter the juice, baby. And money helps, too. I mean, he's real yeah. rich now, so. Yeah. But, anywho. So, uh, where are we? We just. Yeah, so the, I mean, they, they walk around, and eventually the Universal Translator starts working, and Kira and this lady just hit it off right away. Yeah, because right. they're both ladies. Yeah. And we find out they're a matriarchal society, so that, yeah. you know. Yeah. The cool, the, my favorite part about that scene, too, is when, uh, you know, they're like, well, men can't lead because they're too emotional. And then somebody walks into the room. And uh, O'Brien's talking. He's like, yeah, they don't let men lead there because they're too emotional, they say. <laughs> he automatically becomes yeah, he becomes way too emotional about that statement. So he's yeah. just proving these people right. Well, to, to be fair, though, he's also Irish. And, yeah. and there's, there's a level of over-emotionalism that's just... Yeah. Hey, fuck you, you, over, you under-emotional bitch. Those in the... Sober. Yeah. Now, just real quick, though, to point out a couple of guest stars on this one. The guy playing the... the the wood flute thing down in Quark's bar. Yeah, Quark is pissed about that too, and obviously so. Come on, let's let's hear let's hear a like, hey, number hey, here. Space Kenny G, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, boy, at least like you know people like music and all, but let's fucking make it snappy. Something that something with a little pep, something that kicks. I quit. Well, he, I quit. <laughs> quit. I quit. He, Quark. He was originally on, Captain uh, Geeks from Shank Shooters. Yeah, right. What the fuck? He was on Captain the Trouble Tribbles episode. He was. Oh, okay. Yeah, was he, he was the amb- uh, the uh, not ambassador, but like the the government official. Now was he there playing his pan flute, boring everyone there as well? He was not uh, that he saved that until he became the dad on the Patty Duke show. Ah. and that's when he uh, broke out the pan flute. Out the, the pan flute. Meet Patty, who's been most everywhere. You know, you know, Cork. What Cork should have done is gotten uh, John Belushi to come in there and just smash the guy's flute. <laughs> Yes. Sorry. <laughs> and then the other guest star was the Screen, uh, the young guy that uh, tried to beat up. We find out later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, Chekhov's kid. Oh, interesting. It's, it's also uh, from Growing Pains. He was uh, Boner. <laughs> really? That was Boner? That, yeah, Richard Stabone. So Boner is Chekhov's son? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Andrew uh, Koenig. He's also, unfortunately, the guy that went missing. Like He sold all of his stuff, went missing for four days, and then they found him dead in Canada. Huh. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah he killed uh, himself. It'd be it a was, bummer, Ben. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, that was, that's I mean, the only reason I know it. Have you noticed that there's like this wave of tragedy that kind of hangs around Kurt Cameron? Like, like you have uh, What's-Her-Face from the uh, – who with the eating disorder, Tracy Gold. Tracy Gold. Yeah. Like she's got this kind of, you know, uh, fucked up existence. And then this guy Boner offs himself. And there's Kurt Cameron just being all. Well, you see, you see uh, uh, that, that actually proves um, 
God's divine plan. <laughs> the, because of the tragedy that follows Kirk Cameron around, that's a, a, a sure proof of intelligent design. Okay. Much, much like the human cock is, is made to fit right into your hand. <laughs> it does, too. It's really weird. It, it fits right there. Look, let me it's show you. If, evolution. It's as if it, it developed inside of my hand when I was growing in the womb. <laughs> it, it was made perfectly. to fit in my hand. So your cock has always been that big? And they grow, they grow together as one because they love each other. Uh, what was I going to say? That's what puberty is for. I didn't know that was boner. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Right, boner. Um, yeah, so she, I, I, she didn't watch the show, so every time I was saying it was boner, she's <laughs> laughing because I said boner. I was like, "What's boner? Let me Google that real quick." <laughs> Google image that. A Google image boner. Now, do you think I? This is my theory about the pan flute player. All right, mm-hmm. I think um, Quark was trying to get rid of his black patrons by playing pan flute. <laughs> It's like, look, man, these people, man, they, I mean, you know. I don't know, man. He, if he starts playing jazz flute, then he's fucked. <laughs> that was like the attempt of all the bars on Deep Space Nine. They all went uh, fucking pan flute to get rid of black people. It's like, much like country and rock and country became a thing for a while. Yeah. They were a rock and country bar. Yeah. Or a pan flute bar. Hmm. <laughs> no. like, sis, sis was and then the black guy started showing up in cowboy hats. So like, what the fuck do we have to do? This is bullshit. We thought our play was foolproof. Damn you, Nelly. Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of music do Canadians like when they play ice hockey? What about that? No, no, no. They're Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so the pan flute players all bored everybody to death and Cork's pissed. And then what else happens? Well, see, this, and I don't know if I'm skipping ahead too far, Dennis. Who cares? But cares? This episode's kind of a one, this, it's kind of a one-trick pony. It's also we find out that that uh, Jake, who's what twelve or fourteen, is apparently hanging out with Dabo girls. Yeah, yeah. No, like no, but let me. I'm, what, uh, this whole thing baffles my mind because I'm glad you brought that up. Like, are Dabo girls that young? Like, what is is what's happening here? He's thinking. Well, I'm thinking the Dabo girl would be like eighteen or something. You know, there's got to be some kind of like well, legality. I mean, they're not human though, so like, what's legal for an alien species? Oh yeah, because Vulcans live to be two hundred like something. Pedophile. <laughs> totally. No, 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 no. <laughs> no I'm saying I think CPS is knocking on your door, bro. You I mean, they may they may be a lot older, but they yeah, because Vulcans you know, actually mature at a, a later age. You never know. Yeah, but he's still underage. Yeah, he's still underage. Know that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fucked up. But the chick, yeah, she's fine. She's looking at his hand. She's like, his hand's that big. His cock's gonna be at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, she said, "Look, it's amazing because the 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 dabble girl hand is shaped precisely as if to hold." <laughs> but I mean, like, how would he even meet a dabo girl? Like, did they meet? Because I guess like he was helping her with her homework, so they go to school together. I mean, not not dad probably has him over every once in a while for you know no no, no but, my, but my point being is that bicycle repairs yeah. my, well, my point my point being that she goes to school like that's like so like is i don't think they said that well yeah because he was helping her with her homework with her uh with her bug homework or whatever no, really? or yeah yeah she, oh, he was she got crabs or something yes he was he was picking the crabs out with his teeth let me get that one <laughs> But yeah, so uh, what is it? What is it, Ben? 
Entomology? Yeah, entomology. So he's helping her out with the homework. So, like, she must go to school. They must be in the same class. So, like, how old is Quark hiring these fucking double? Maybe, I mean, she could have had to have dropped out of school because she got pregnant or something. So now she's going back for her equivalency. And so, you know. (laughs) It's like adult education classes. So, and and is Dabo's the game, not a race? True. Okay, so. Dabo's like roulette and poker and all this other shit. Because the Dabo girls are always hot, but I mean, like, are they really young? Like, is she too young for you, Quark, kind of thing? Like, is that what's happening? Or all I mean, these they, guys? One of them becomes a main character eventually, right? The, yeah. That uh, lady who's always at the conventions. Yeah, we met her at uh, Cherry Hill. Yeah. Now, she looked old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're mixing up. That. No, you're thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, so yeah, I don't know. So maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, just maybe, uh, uh, Cisco's son is putting on some kind of trickery where he shows up at Dax or not Dax, but Quark's bar with like a fake mustache and shit, dressed up like Billy D. Williams, like Lando Calrissian and shit. Well, I mean, he he does use yeah. the hollow suites to play baseball and stuff. So baseball, yeah, right. maybe they. Doing a quick game of catch. Play a little pocket pool. Um, but yeah, I, I can, maybe he's just, uh, maybe he fakes it. And he, he's like, I'm 18. Because she's real tall. I mean, you know, he's a big kid. I think Quark's age of cons- consent for like serving alcohol or whatever is, is basically, do you have cash? Yeah. <laughs> and it depends on if Odo's watching or not. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Is there grass okay. in the field? Well, I, I think, I think <laughs> Odo is watching enough that if if uh, oh, he's he's watching because he's a perv. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why he's the chair. That's yeah. He really gets off at stepping in at the last minute. He's like, no, 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 you can't have fun. Ugh. <laughs> it really does it for me. I'm gonna masturbate now. <laughs> You're going to jail. While I masturbate. And I'm getting my Kleenexes. Yeah. Because <laughs> shapeshifters make a lot of mess. <laughs> you're, you're going to jail and I'm getting off. So do you think he I, fought, I, Do you think he banged the Stabo girl or what? No, not yet. Mm. Yeah. He's not that cool. Yeah. I, I think what it is now is that she like plays him along for a while and like she lets him hang out with her. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, you know, I'll let you hang out with me and you can buy me lunch. And so she lets him buy her things and mm-hmm. then you know, his allowance is gone. I mean, probably, probably what it actually honestly is, is because they're like 12 or whatever. So they don't even know what any of this stuff is, like how to do no, it. No, they kind of sounded like they know what they were doing. Like, I don't know, man. They're like, oh, like he said hi to her on the promenade. She's like, oh, hi, Jake. And so now they're dating, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, at the same time, though, when Nog was like, hey, tell me more about it. I mean, he's like stroking off on the ears of <laughs> Man, I was sucking on them fucking yeah. titties, boy, and it was big as a motherfucker. And she had six. Yeah, maybe I was nutting on all of them. <laughs> I ain't never seen that much nut. Jeez! Keep, 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 Maybe it's like a can't buy me love thing where like – he helps her with the homework and stuff, and they do all that, and like he hangs out, so he looks cool in front of everybody. That's what I think. It's a can't buy me love situation. Let's watch that episode. Let's let's watch Jake kicking it with the Dabo girl, as opposed to these fucking stupid farmers with their dumb haircuts <laughs> and their fucking weird skin. Hair. What's up with their skin? Sally, man? Sally Brown haircuts. 
And the cool part, too, is I liked how everybody was being real racist towards them. Yeah. Like, Cork is like, these fucking people, they don't buy shit. They leave their skin flaps all over my bar. These people are dirty and gross. I fucking hate them all. But like, I think that was the, bril- the brilliance of this episode is because every couple of years, it's relevant to something going on in yes. the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like the whole Syrian refugee crisis and african refugee crisis and the cuban refugee crisis (laughs) and refugee crisis well see that was the thing is i was i was thinking that wow you know deep space nine is really ahead of its time with all these issue episodes and how it it fits so well with the issues that we face today like you're saying how it's relevant all these times previously and like at that time it was like the bosnians or whatever well yeah Yeah. before this episode, though, I was reading an article about the disappearing Jewish community in Ireland, and it was there was a news clipping from 1907 where the uh, the priest in Limerick was calling for a boycott because there was this influx of Jews because from the Russian pogroms when they fled, you know the Jews fled the shuttles in. Uh, so you're in, saying in this episode of DS9 would have been relevant then. Yes. yes. I mean, that's the thing is that DS9. They would have gone home, you know, in, in pork. Jesus. <laughs> on the, ben just the hit Jenny. Yeah. He just smacked her in the head. I think he was trying to push his head towards his crotch or something. <laughs> I'm actually the second woman that he's done that to today. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was giggling hysterically. Because yeah. like <laughs> he got caught. <laughs> but yeah this episode so like when the irish came over to america and were shunned this episode would have been relevant then too yeah so, so what you're saying dennis is, this is a really relevant episode yeah, <laughs> yeah but if, if there was a, a chance that if you got a handful of skittles and one of them could have been like a big clump of screen skin cells would it, oh, be, would it be worth the risk of ever eating skittles are they sour again? skittles yeah. they're really gross yeah. like those yeah that was really that was a really weird alien feature like yeah like i thought when they first showed up that they were going to be some kind of disease species that had to be quarantined yeah. they gross but that was just their skin falling off and like then they yeah. just eat shit out of the trash thing look at like the raccoons table. they don't shed at all they yeah. just keep their dirty skin on their bodies <laughs> all the time and look at they throw all this food away and don't eat it out of the trash can what the fuck is wrong with these people <laughs> You don't eat bones? Like, like, seriously, you can go to the replomat and get free food. Yeah. This is a post-scarcity society. You walk up to the replicator. True. No, no, no. The replomat can't make stuff with saliva already on it. So. <laughs> I prefer it with other people's saliva. I did think that was a really weird kind of scene where they're eating out of the trash because like you're saying ben like why would they ever do that like, well i mean well, george costanza did it so <laughs> yeah but, but 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 i mean that's george costanza so you're saying it a, a race, a race of costanzas well no jake and nog are sitting up there and yeah they're just nog making fun of these guys what the fuck is this does he not even know how a replicator work i mean but uh, but I guess we we also learned that like they've been hunted by the Dominion as well. I guess so they they were they were basically uh, their planet was taken over by the uh, the this dumb named people the T Rugerans or whatever. No, she brought she she names the Dominion like she just straight yeah, up. But, but those people, yeah. the reason why they were able to get away from these other people is because the Dominion came over and took over, basically kicked these other people's ass. Yeah. So they all ran away. So now they're all trying to find run away. <laughs> Promised planet of Quintana. Quintana. Yeah. 
And then... Um, Which is supposed to be on the other side of the eye of the universe. The, the brown eye of the universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were the first ones to go through. <laughs> they had to use a lot of lube, though. Because yeah, you got to take the virginity of the brown eye. The lady who plays the, um, the, the main character in this is annoying. Yeah. Well, see, I got a very <laughs> strong Louise Fletcher vibe off of her. Like Vedic mm-hmm. Wynn. Or Vedic Kai. Oh, so you're t- I can see that. Like, yeah, same same kind of character. But like, instead they wove they they put her hat under her hair. So yeah. like, you know, it's different. So it's different, not the same. Like, well, let's give her a funky hat. Well, we already did that. Why don't we cover it with weird hair? Yeah, that's a great idea. So she got like a fucking box on her head made of. She was she was Miss Indiana in 1970. How old is this lady? Well, you couldn't. I mean, her skin got all fucked up. You couldn't really tell what she looked like because she had all that weird skin stuff on, and that hair was doing nothing for you, man. I mean, she was just this. This whole episode sucked. I know it didn't really suck. I just I didn't like these people at all because they don't buy anything, and their skin falls off, and they're just dicks. Like, what the hell is going on here? Stealing shuttlecraft and stuff. Yeah. I read the thing that Westmoreland said this was of you know his favorite makeup to do on DS9. Really? Because it was just like not Dax's. That would be my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got we got to put these on your titties, but I don't understand why. Just do it. It's in the script. It's I like, don't write it. I mean, yes, yes, her labia are spotted. <laughs> what are you accusing me of? I, look, I've got Barlow's Guide to Extraterrestrials. It says right here. Yeah. I mean, on this yellow sticky that was added later. Yeah, that's where I got to do the worm too, so my hands got to go in. Sorry, <laughs> I have to insert fingers in your vagina. I mean, that's just—it's got to be real. I mean, I can't. We don't want Mr. Roddenberry finding out. Hold on, let's call the set medic over. Uh, Doctor Cosby, could you pick him over here? <laughs> so yeah, so. Uh, so, yeah, so they're just causing trouble. I mean, it's really not a it's, whole lot going on except for they're trying to find this planet. And then, and lo, and then lo, and be, trouble. lo and behold, the planet that they find, that they think they're going to find, that's their magic planet, is Bajor. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. After, after the Federation goes through all the trouble of finding this other planet, Draylon 2, they're Dray- like, no, 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 we want your planet. Dude, the Draylon 2 mixtape is dope as fuck, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if you guys heard it, but that shit is fire. Yeah. I mean, that track he does with MF Doom is just sick as fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah, and the one with T-Pain. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Draylon 2. And then you Slim Thug show up. Yeah. It's straight fire. Yeah, Gucci Mane. Yeah, Gucci Mane is straight fire. <laughs> Young Jeezy. Young Jeezy. Is he still around, Young Jeezy? I don't. I think he's just cheesy now. He's oh, not no. young anymore. Yeah, well, that makes sense. A lot of those guys are doing that. They're like, you know what? I'm 27 now. I'm not young anymore. Well, I mean, they're just, they're just biting Bow Wow. That's all. Yeah. Bow Wow was the first dude to do that. Yeah. I said little Bow Wow. You just don't know. Uh, but yeah, so uh, it's still Lil Wayne. Well, he's. I'm surprised he's still uh, alive, Wayne. To be honest with you, that guy's all fucked up. <laughs> he looked like a gremlin. <laughs> but he always has. Yeah, he always he's always has. he's always either looked like he was sixteen or seventy eight. Like you never really tell exactly. He's either looked like a really young or a really old gremlin. Yeah, really young ugly guy or a really old woman. I don't know which one. Gremlin. Yeah. Don't put water on him. 
But uh, but yeah, so that's the big that's the big reveal in the episode that the super planet they want to find is their, uh, I guess, ancestral home is Bajor. Yeah, and they're like, we're farmers. You guys have a famine right now. It's a match made in heaven. This is perfect. But the but the Bajorans are total dicks about it. To be fair, I mean, they're kind of like we don't want your fucking gross skin all over the place. <laughs> Well, they're they're more realistic. It's like you know what we we're just, we're getting through some shit right now. We haven't even got our government figured out yet. We're coming out of the occupation. We really don't need more refugees, especially ones with skin that's falling off. Bleh, we don't have enough lotion for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we come on, but... nicer clothes than your tie dye saggy boob dress that you're wearing. So yeah. you're at have... least at least let us see what your prostitutes look like first. Yeah. <laughs> or, your, or your private parts, one or the other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only people. Mm, no, those like two. No, not gonna work. The only people who were excited about the screen, you know, influx was you know the Israeli guy at the kiosk on the promenade with the uh, the vino lotions and the stuff. Dead Sea So let me do your face with Dead Sea Scrolls. <laughs> I have product for you. I have product for you. I have Dead Sea Yeah, but he had a heart attack instantly when he saw them. So. Just, just, he was just like, so many sales, so many sales, and dead. It's just gross. Like these are probably the grossest looking aliens that I've ever seen in the history of Star Trek, oh. mainly because it's they're humanoid enough, but those just the skin tags, like it's just weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know a dude who I like a lot um, who has a skin tag on his neck. And every time I talk to him, I just stare at his fucking skin <laughs> tag on his neck. I just, it's, like, like, uh, it's like Fred Savage from yeah. uh, Austin Powers. He's got the huge bowl. Yeah, I just, I just stare at it. There's the actress on You're the Worst that plays uh, the sister of one of the characters. Yeah. And she's got this mole, but it doesn't look like a mole. It's not like, oh, you've got a beauty mark or a mole. It looks like she wiped her ass and she got a little bit on her finger, but she didn't notice. So it's like a it's like a Morgan Freeman mole. She kind of it kind of sticks like out from the face. No, no, no. I'm saying though she wiped her ass and she had some on her finger <laughs> and then she gets this itch. And so she just absentmindedly kind of does like that to scratch. You know, just kind of like you know, you're brushed or something. And so there's like a shit smudge. It's, it, it looks like, like her. It's a light dusting. Like, like Drew Brees? Yeah. Like one of those things, because he's got like a he, that's a he's got a little breath mark on his face. I'm, now I'm looking her up because I've never seen the show, so I want to see what it looks like. What, what's the actress's name? I can't remember. Isn't she the lady that used to date uh, Chris Hardwick or something? Aya Cash. Aya. No, no, no. Aya Cash is like one of the main. She's like one of the the primary. Is it Catherine or Donahue? Nope. No, she's she's this. That's the character whose sister is the blonde chick. Yeah, I need more than that. Uh, Janet Var- Janet Varney. Sure, let's try that. I'm she, looking for a picture. No, I don't think it's... I see. No, that's... Okay, she's got... Yeah, she might just have a birthmark. That might just be a birthmark, friend. No. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. Is it Jim Varney's sister? She was in Stand Against Evil. Yeah. Uh, no, she's uh, she's uh, like on some podcasts sometimes. She's... Uh, which is funny because they have a podcast on the show. But no, it's just that, that, that's, that little smudge thing, it mm-hmm. just... It bugs me, and it just, it's like not mole enough or not birth. It, like if it was a birthmark, like she was like full on Gorbachev, I'm cool. <laughs> okay, I hear what you're saying. It's too vague for you. Yeah, it's it's not. It doesn't classify easily, and then so my brain is constantly, and the only thing that my brain can like lock in on is shit smudge. Yeah. Okay, all right, fair enough. 
Like I actually thought she had actually, you know, like. Smushed. I think someone would tell would have told her yeah. that man. Yeah. if someone was like, "Hey, you've got a shit smudge on your face." That's like, maybe maybe that would have slipped by the makeup, you know, person the first time, <laughs> and eventually yeah. they'd be like, "No, no well, then they have your face duty." Hey, uh, you got some doo-doo on your face. No, nobody noticed when they did the pilot, and now, like Jenny said, for continuity, yeah. they have to. They they have always to have apply, to put shit on her face, and they could use chocolate or something, but they don't. They, they can literally use make her keep a bag of of her own feces. Yeah. Like Q-tip. And a it's too bad she wasn't Asian. They could have just recast her then. That's what they do. Oh, that's the other thing I found out Damn. this week. That I was speaking of Asians. It's true though. What, um, Dennis? Uh, ex- explain that. There's uh there's this show I can't remember what show it was but one of the characters was Asian on it like a, a female Asian character uh-huh. she was just like a waitress or something and like in the next episode it was the same waitress character like nothing had changed about it but they had just cast a different person and like nobody noticed that it was a new actress that was playing the role but like some people were like wait a second and oh really oh okay I didn't even notice it's like you can't do that with anybody else Keiko. Right, so they, so this is what who's I'm Keiko? About. What are you talking about? Keiko O'Brien. <laughs> she got so recast as a white woman. No, 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 Miles. I know who she is, Ben. Okay, hold, on, hold on, but you don't know who she is. So Rosalind Chow, right? First of all, she's Chinese, uh-huh. um, not Japanese. But Hollywood don't care. Hollywood, you know. It's At least like, she wasn't white. Well, that's a plus, um, <laughs> Charlie Chan. Um, <laughs> Not to bring up our racist past. No, it's true, Charlie Chan. Yeah, but the thing is, though, is that I didn't like. It was one of those things where, like, I know her from this show, but then there was another show that I loved so very much when I was younger mm-hmm. that I had completely forgotten about until I was flipping through, looking at one of those BuzzFeed or those clickbait things, which like, oh, seventy-five things you didn't know about masturbation that could make you go blind. All <laughs> this out but there was one was the the the, the, the 20 <laughs> he was just making sure they got a this list is horribly inaccurate feed it's like you know whatever they do that you know 15 things you didn't know about star trek i'm like challenge accepted and <laughs> yeah and it's it's always 15 things that i knew and it pisses me off that i read the list uh-huh. that ties into this is because it was uh 15 or 20 things they kept hidden about MASH, right? Or you didn't know about MASH or Secrets of MASH. And they were talking about the spinoffs. And so that show's boring. That's, that was the <laughs> we had Well, that, that's not a secret. Everybody knows it, but they just don't want to admit it. I love MASH. <laughs> terrific actor. It has but, its moments, but I mean, come on. But then after it was done, and uh, you know, one of the, the, the secrets you didn't know is that the, the series lasted longer than the Korean War. And I'm like, well, technically, no, it didn't. But anyway. That's still going on now, bro. But anyway, to stay to the point, um, there were two spinoffs. There's what? a point? There was Walter. The, the, for it. There was, the episode, there was a, a series uh, pilot called Walter, which was supposed to follow the misadventures of Walter O'Reilly when he came back to America. Radar? Radar O'Reilly. Wow. It they did the pilot and it was shit, and they canceled it. I can see why. Radar sucks. The next was uh, <laughs> Aftermash, right? Uh-huh. Aftermash uh, took place in a VA hospital. Colonel Potter and a couple of the the staff were now at a VA hospital, 
That sounds yeah. depressing as fuck. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, well, being no. in the Korean War wasn't depressing <laughs> enough. Now let's right. watch how we don't take care of our troops afterwards. So anyway, that lasted two seasons. And then, after Aftermath was in uh, Arlington <laughs> National Cemetery. <laughs> They're all grave diggers. Yeah. But, and and every episode is just the, uh, the ceremony for the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, though, is that one of the main characters on, on Aftermath was, was Klinger, right? And his wife, who was a Korean War refugee. And they met in the last episode of MASH. Oh, okay. Right? And that was Rosalind Chow. And so... She's she, into cross-dressers. Right. So... Are we all? First time I saw Kate in the last episode of MASH. Interesting. Okay. And so I'm glad I wasted your time. Liz. I don't care. Whatever. Now, let me ask we'll you a question. Two questions. They couldn't come up with a better name than after MASH. And um, like nothing, like that's all. That's the all the effort that went into that one. <laughs> After Mash, seventy-seven percent. Seventy-seven percent of Americans with televisions watched the last episode. Of I, know, I know, and my point is, like, they could just come up. With they just bad. wanted to make sure it was over. Mash now. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you call it anything. I mean, like, well, technically, what was it? Trapper John M.D. was Yes, it? that. now that would be a spinoff because it was Trapper John. But, yeah, but it's still, it was Trapper John from MASH, and, like, then it's just him being, like, a doctor in San Francisco, right? Right, in the modern day. Yeah. So he's an older guy yeah. because that's how, you know, Pernell Roberts would have been the right age for a Korean War veteran in the 1980s. Now, he looks like Will Ferrell, the guy who played um, – Trapper John yes. on the TV show. Yeah, oh, he, lo- he looks like Will Ferrell. And mm-hmm. apparently leaving MASH was the worst thing you could do for your career because then you just disappeared. Well, which is funny because he was the only one who could leave MASH. Because apparently everybody had like ironclad contracts uh-huh. except him because he never he seriously just never signed his contract. He just he showed, just showed up. up. He just showed up for work. Interesting. Got a check. And then it was like, oh. And he said, you know what? I'm rich enough. I'm done with this show. And then he faded off into obscurity. He, he walked into the cornfields of Iowa, like in Field of Dreams. Just like never saw him again. Well, no, he said, you know what? I want to go and replace Larry Hagman in the role of uh, Tony Nelson if they ever do a uh, I Dream of Genie reunion. So I'm going to go off and get ready for that. You guys continue on with this MASH thing. It's not going to, you know, this is what, fourth season? It's not going to last. I'm out. I like the one thing I will say about MASH is I like the BJ Honeycut episodes better. Mm-hmm. I like BJ. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I like the old guy. Uh, I like the guy from uh, Dragnet. Yes. Harry Potter. Yeah. Because yeah. when, what's his face? Because I guess what two guys left? Uh, the original <laughs> captain. Yeah, 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 yeah. The other guy who was kind of like. I say I don't really. I don't know enough about Mash to speak about it. I could just speak in vague generalities. the The one guy who was banging hot lips left, right? Lake Burns, and yeah. then they they replaced him with the old guy. No, not the old guy, but uh, no, they were okay. So you had uh, Lieutenant Colonel Henry Blake was the original com- commander. <laughs> yeah. Right. He left. He was the guy with the fishing. He had the fishing hat. Yeah. yeah. And so the surprise on that though is that when he left. Nobody on the series knew that they were going to kill off the character. So his plane gets shot down on his way home. And only uh, Alan Alda knew ahead of time. So when they announced it on the PA system, that's when the cast, you know, they wanted that authentic surprise. Yeah. Um, so he was replaced by Colonel uh, Sherman Potter. Yeah, the old guy. 
the old guy from Dragnet. Yeah. Right. Now Frank Burns, right? Ferret Face was the, Major Frank Burns was the guy who was banging Hot Lips Houlihan. Uh huh. Right. He left, and when he left, he was replaced by Clayton. Not Clayton. Uh, the the Brit the the fancy Harvard guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, God, what was his name? He was on Star Trek: um, Next Generation. He was on the episode with Loxana Troy. John Luke Picard. No, um, hey, that was Patrick. So we get this oh my God! What an actor! He, uh, he grew tall and long and gained a bunch no, of weight. David Allen Greer. I don't know. He's no, David Allen Greer. He was a really guy. good actor then. That's a black guy. I don't know. Humans aboard. Aboard. It was either David Allen Greer <laughs> with Chris Winston, Rock or David Allen. It was. It was David Allen Coe. It was David Allen Coe. What was the guy's name? Often confused for each other. Yeah. Winchester. Winchester. Yeah, the, the snobby guy, the the Boston guy. Yeah. And he became the foil that, that the guy with the fishing hat was. Because right. he supposedly hated all of these guys, but Winchester is one of the, the characters on Aftermath, and it's like, what the fuck? You know, I mean, got nothing going on. Because he yeah. was going to be uh, the chief of thoracic surgery at Boston General or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say it should surprise nobody that the people talking about MASH to this extent on the podcast are the two white guys. No, no, I'm speaking. <laughs> that is a show for white men only. Yeah, oh, yeah, it totally is. Like, yeah. Everybody knows the horrors of war, Dennis. Yeah, but that show was for white men only. Like, right now, our military is manned predominantly. By people, by your people. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Black and Asian people, really? I didn't exactly. know there was that many. No, 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 no. We are going to lose a lot of wars if that's all we got. Well, let's uh, take case in point the last 11 years. I'm not doing that great. Wow, he just blamed black and Asians for our failure militarily. We can take it. You can't business. pick us out of a crowd. So we yeah, can but take. I tell you what, though, man, they, 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 they women as fine as hell. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, they fine. <laughs> the sound garden. Love them. <laughs> They're really great. Um, now, where were we? So, like... The spoon guy. That was it. All right, so... The spoon guys! Come together with your guys. So, we're talking about uh, this episode there. We went down a really long mash wormhole iPod. Because, I mean, to be honest, I don't even like that show. I think it's kind of boring as fuck. Oh, my God. How can I be on the show? I just don't like MASH. I've tried. I think it's just not living up to the hype for me. That's all. That's all. The pathos of the human condition is expressed in every episode. Is it a funny show or is it a drama show? Pick something yeah. here. Like, because it would come on after cartoons on, you know, when I was a kid. And it would come on either before or after Gilligan's Island. And I, I was always confused. I was like, eh, Gilligan's <laughs> Island is funny. I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> And my dad liked MASH because everybody's dad liked MASH. And like, like, you, like Dennis said, I would be forced to watch it. I was forced to watch MASH and Baba Black Sheep more than any kid in his whole fucking world. Oh, my God. Black Sheep Squadron was the best show until well, I know. My dad loved it with Robert Conrad, who I love. Didn't in get that. I think we just had Hogan's Heroes. So. Yeah, we, which, which was the wacky Nazis, which is just a weird concept. Like, <laughs> oh, no, these guys are funny. You know, yeah. and it's weird because I was watching an episode of Batman. I know this has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. I was watching an episode of Batman, and you know how, like, when Batman and Robin do the up yeah. the building gag, one of the guys that popped out of the fucking window was um, the bad guy from Hogan's Heroes, the Nazi. Yeah, was he still Colonel Nazi? Schultz? Or? Yes, 
Sergeant or Sergeant Schultz or Colonel Clink? The Colonel Clink. It was Colonel right. Clink popped out and he was like, "Hello, Batman and Robin." And like, "You guys have fucking Nazis in your town and you're worried about fighting some guy dressed up like a clown? <laughs> like, we got to prioritize here, man. Like there's fucking Nazis here." Like, "Well, Robin, we've got to est- escape from these <laughs> gas chambers somehow." Like, "Let's fucking figure some shit out, man. Like this is serious, dude. Like, fuck the Riddler. <laughs> like, we got Nazis." The yeah. Riddler's calling up Batman. Hey, man, you got fucking Nazis over here. Fucking Nazi this. This Nazi in this hotel, man. And like, if you watch, like the the exchange was just, I was, huh? Like, I just had yeah. that weird kind it of. It was like, like the one time where the Joker got really serious. He's like, hey, man, Nazism is not cool. Yeah, they say they tried to eliminate an entire people from the earth. Six million people, man. Like that's a weird. That's a weird window gag. Like, who fell through where they had to call the Nazi? You know what I mean? Like, I think the, the monkeys are busy today. We can't get the monkeys. All right, so just – Harlem Globetrotters? No. Get, get the wacky Nazi. All right, just get the, get the wacky Nazi. Who's on the lot today? <laughs> See, that's the thing is you can check out – it goes around the internet every now and again about how uh, patriotic the Joker is. There's actually in one of the big crossover comics, Red Skull and Joker are teaming up to take down Batman and Captain America. And when uh, Red Skull starts going all Nazi on him, uh, the Joker's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a psychotic, uh, you know, criminally insane, you know, whatever, but... I'm an American. <laughs> I'm an American, and I'm going to have to kick your Nazi ass. I'm not the clown prince of war crimes, buddy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, anywho, so yeah. So these uh, really embarrassed him though. You know, Red Skull looks up and he's like, "Oh man, is my face red?" Ow! <laughs> 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 and I hope he shows back up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That was bad news to kill him off right away. He's well, a great. I don't know, but he's a great he's a great villain, and he's a great. That was actor. the uh, the space gem, right? So he was just transported somewhere. I know, but let's see his ass. Like I want to see him. Space gem. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't show up in like uh, you know either Ragnarok or uh, uh, the Avengers one. Whatever. Yeah, but if he's in Ragnarok, ain't nobody gonna see him because nobody care about Thor. <laughs> the Hulk's, Hulk's gonna be in it, man. Planet Hulk. Man, Thor's a Thor's a racist. <laughs> That's the old joke from the old radio show because slightly said something inappropriate about Thor. So, (laughs) but anyway, um, he was high. He was under the influence of marijuana. But I called him on it. But anyway, um, (laughs) what were we talking about? Yeah, so these fucking skin people. Yeah. uh, They get arguing about these planets and then the kid steals the the spaceship and to be fair i mean this kid dines no fucking loss he's he really yeah. sucks like he's just got a bad attitude what did you say that's basically what happened to the real actor in real life like kind he of, away. yeah it's kind of to watch um this he definitely he was battling depression so you know no joke there but uh he sold all of his shit and then disappeared and then like you've got george takai on facebook and you've got lavar burton on twitter Saying, hey, you know, he is supposed to make an appearance at this place. So if you've seen it, like they're, like, it's like heartbreaking to read some of these tweets where they're looking out for their friend's son, and 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 Walter Koenig is is you know losing his shit because his kid's gone, <clears throat> and then he's dead. Which is once he was he's, he's like, hey, he sold all of his shit, and he disappeared for four days. Yeah, that's not going to end well. Yeah, I was like, 
that doesn't that never. Yeah, happens. but if you're going to sell your stuff, then uh, unless not? unless you're Bruce Banner, because then he just went to South America to open up like a clinic or something. Yeah, yeah. then he just walked the earth. What if you know? That's actually what they told Walter. He hopefully he doesn't listen to this episode because you know, I'll edit. I'll edit it. I'll edit it. Yeah, I'll edit. Yeah. I'll edit. I'll edit. Thinks, Thanks for bringing it up, Ben. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I never was a Chekhov fan, so I can tell. Oh, Jesus. God. <laughs> well, it's because he was a Russian. Leave that part in. Yeah, the I'll only thing part. I hate more than Klingons are uh, fucking Thomas. Russians. Well, then, then you must hate Worf because he's a Klingon raised by Russians. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, but they're Russian Jews, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They're nice, a nice Jewish family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. His 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 bris was. Not it's good, good to see your hatred has some boundaries, Ben. I don't know. I never saw a dreidel in War's room. That'd be awesome. It was. That'd be fucking. Uh, uh, think like of that. Two guys are wrestling over a dreidel. A Klingon. It's my turn to spin it. A Klingon dreidel would be the most like vicious weapon ever made because you just spin it. <laughs> it's like Beyblades are the the uh, Klingon version of dreidel, except they have little razors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so this dickhole steals the ship, and again, no loss because he was kind of a jerk. Like uh, Jake tries to be nice to him, and he's like, "Fuck you!" And I think he called him the N word. I think he did. You have to go back and listen. Universal translator refused. Just like, no, I'm not <laughs> translating. That. No way, Jose. <laughs> it was basically it was basically like that scene in Blazing Saddles where the bell kept ringing. He kept going, "No, god darn it! The sheriff is a dog." At the Universal translator, he's near. The sheriff is near. <laughs> my favorite part of that whole movie is when they roll up the welcome sign like that's the <laughs> because it's all the shade yeah. <laughs> I love that movie oh, god blazing saddles so anywho uh, so he she, she blows up and then they leave and she makes she's all passive aggressive against uh, Kira who just wants yeah. to because well, the they have the meeting with the the Bajoran government, and they're like, yeah. "We're farmers. We can help you out." And the Bajorans, you know, they have that meeting, and I think the Bajorans gave them a fair, you know, shake. Like, no, we don't want you here. Well, because I mean, God forbid, like you're just going to let them die if they can't grow crops there. There's the, how, how would you live with yourself with that? I mean, yeah. the, I mean, I understand it is kind of a risk reward thing for, and they, I mean, Bajor is a, a steaming pile of shit at this point. Like there was yeah. just like a like a damn near civil war like two weeks ago or whatever. Yeah. So, but, you know, Bajor Bajor should have realized too that basically the Federation has every interest in Bajor succeeding. Yeah. So if they put these refugees there, obviously the Federation would have kept dumping money into Bajor to keep it sustained and whatever. So they would have made sure they would have been successful. It's, it's like how the United Nations pumps monies you know, into refugee. Federation is all about that. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. But there's, but there's no money, so what do they give them? Just well, like, no, no, the Federation has plenty of uh, space credits to devote yeah. to the cause. <laughs> to throw around. I mean, and then Bajor could actually leverage that. It's like, oh, you know, we'd love to help out these uh, refugees, but we're just so poor because of the yeah. occupation. And then the Federation is like, oh, you're doing the Lord's work. Here's yeah. some- <laughs> I mean, the Federation, basically, like during this whole series, they're basically on their knees trying to get the uh, Bajorans to join the Federation, right? Because they're not right. officially yes. part of the – so they're, they're just sitting there waiting with their mouths open. Yeah, because I think I think you know what I don't think the Federation gives a shit about Bajor either way. They just want to protect the wormhole. Yeah, well, they want yeah, access. The best way to do that is for, if Bajor joins the Federation. Yeah, 
Because Bajor has the claim to the wormhole. So, you know, it's like if, if Bajor is part of the Federation, then the Federation has claim to the wormhole. Yeah, but if Bajor just throws up a toll and like, all right, fuck you guys, then they got no problems. No yeah, that's what I understand is how Bajor is not getting rich off of this. Yeah, how Bajor is just like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Like, this is our planet. We'll be fine, whatever. Just, you know, give us. Because they, they know they won't be fine as soon as the Federation leaves or gonna get fucked again because they're a bunch yeah. of pussies well yeah. it's also the fact that bajor you know with their wackadoodle space religion is like oh it's it's the celestial temple and the prophets oh hey prophet this yeah, yeah. <laughs> no prophet wrong there buddy yeah so, um school yeah so yeah so then kira doesn't really she's not really down with the idea of these weird skinned people going to her planet and i've been for reasons that make sense but then this I mean, from, from bajor it's logical you know it's like yeah. how do we support you like if you can't grow shit because yeah. that land is garbage but then this lady gets real bitchy she's like well fuck you we ain't yeah. friends like bitch she tripping. says that like we could have helped you like we could have helped you grow this this land and turn it back into something that's farmable again and, and she didn't say that until like they got rejected you know yeah. like they didn't give anything to offer back like hey i know that you guys are all starving and you're i thought they did say that like when they were doing the negotiations like kind of but then she just kind of like you know we could have helped you guys because i mean but you guys are so damaged because of the relationship with the blah 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 what a bunch of dick holes and like why wow, you guys are assholes mm-hmm. and that's how the episode ends <laughs> See, this is why I would like um, to to revisit DS9, like how uh, Wrath of Khan was 15 years after the original uh, Khan episode. Uh-huh. I would like to have this come back. So, that so it was like after Khan then. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, after Khan. So the screens have whatever for the last 20, 30 years. And yeah. they, they've, you know, they've got their shit together in that time. You know, they've built their society. They farmed the fuck out of it. They've built up their space fleet. And now they want to come back and take Katana. And they're just like, yeah, fuck you, Bajor. We want, uh, <laughs> this is our holy planet. Totally. And they're on their fucking, they're all, they're riding their space tractors. And like, we're going to kick your ass. <laughs> We're farmers. These we colors can... don't run. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. We didn't tell you. We're opium farmers. We're rich, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the one other guest appearance, uh, the minister from Bajor, the chick that was uh, the Bajoran chick that came up to negotiate. Yes. That is real life Quark's wife. Ah, that's cool. So that That's my last little tidbit. Nice. I heard she sucks a mean cock, too. <laughs> she makes him keep his Ferengi makeup on while they do it. That's the only way she can come safe. Let me suck your Ferengi cock. <laughs> do they have cock lobes? Yes, they have cock lobes. That would be pretty cool. Cock lobes. Let me suck your cock lobes. I think that would give your, uh, your crotch some personality. Yeah. If, if you had a dick and balls and a couple of lobes down there. <laughs> dick and balls. And Imagine that there's like cupped around the balls, kind of like yeah, like awesome. Like satellite dish. Well, it would make it, it like, like that that dinosaur like... that kills uh, Newman in Jurassic Park. It yes, would... it would almost be like a bowl. So, like when you jizz, it just kind of catches in the. See, I I think it's easy clean up. You, you've you've got the the lobes around the cotton ball, 
And then when you go flaccid, the, the lobes close over into a protective shell. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. So it could be like a, like uh, a penis flytrap closing. Yeah, like the, 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 the penis flytrap. <laughs> it's, it's a penis flytrap, and it, it, it's like a natural cup. Yeah. And that's why Ferengis can play baseball so well. They just didn't know it. And so that's why once Jake started playing in the Hall of Suites, the Ferengis were like, natural. Oh, shit, we got this. Yeah, they're not afraid to play catcher. We can get hit in the dick and it doesn't hurt. This is amazing. <laughs> or it would be pretty amazing, though. Hit me in the dick. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> kind of feels good, actually. Do it again. That was funny when uh, – the uh, the kids were bound to uh, gang rape uh, Nog on the. Uh, I don't remember that episode. <laughs> when they were jumping on him and, and they were going to fight or whatever, yes, and he starts screaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the, the Ferengi danger call or something. But it's cool though because we heard it in the last episode as well, so I'm glad they kept it. Like it's it's an interesting. It's the uh, Ferengi red alert. The Ferengi red alert, and then they hiss too when they're cornered. Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on here, man? Make up your mind. Are you are you screaming like a like a young child, or are you hissing like a cat? What's happening here? I imagine it's like fight or Pick flight. One. You know. Yeah. Well, they're gotta go one away. And I say Jake is the worst fighter I've ever seen before in my whole life. They just kind of tumble to the ground and just roll on top of each other. I think they were dry humping. If you go yeah. back and watch, there was definitely some dry humping. Going. Well, he was practicing for his Dabo girl. Yeah, he's like, this is what me and the Dabo girl did. <laughs> we rubbed our penises together through our clothes. That's Wait the secret. Um, so, yeah. She said not to talk about that part. She just has an abnormally large clit. <laughs> six, six inches long. Dude, looks like a Dabo girl. Matter. I don't hate this episode. Um, I just don't love it. It's just an episode. Like, there's no B story. It's, a, it's like a TNG episode more than a DS9 mm-hmm. episode. Oh, I can see that, yeah. There's just, it doesn't really, I mean, like, it's a one trick, but there's no other story. Like, it's just these weird skin people, and then, like. Even the music guy isn't a good B story, you know? No, it's all of it's stupid. Because he well, starts playing, there, like. So. Rock flute and it's whatever. Yeah, he's fucking Marshall Tugger band or some shit. But yeah, I'm gonna say this episode. I'm gonna I'm just gonna say a five. It's just a five. It would have been better if there was some dubbing, like some karate movie dubbing. I'd have been like, this is the best Star Trek episode ever. And I hope they do Wrath of the Farming people who come back and dominate Bajor. <laughs> yeah, another thing that would have made it better is like R two D two. Like if R two D two just showed up for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> What's up, but motherfuckers? <laughs> since he wasn't there, I would say it's a five. Also, <laughs> now why would R two D two show up? I don't understand. For no reason. <laughs> but it would be better. Wouldn't you agree? You know, I really, I really liked the robot in uh, Rogue One. I thought he was cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, he was cool. That was a good movie. Yeah. And the guy did his voice as the guy. Did the you know that wasn't me? <laughs> Oh uh, yeah! Oh, who is the guy in Dodgeball? The the pirate guy from Dodgeball. Oh, okay, Alan Tudyk. I'm yeah. not familiar enough with Dodgeball. The guy, guy who dies in Serenity. I haven't seen that either. Spoilers. Spoiler. Oops. Come on, how old is that show? I I don't care because people who love it are obnoxiously into it, and it's like I there's no way I'm gonna like this. And if I say I don't like this, you're gonna fight me. I'm just saying, like no, no I, I mean totally it's good. Agree. Like I understand that, uh, but if you watch it, it is actually pretty good. I'm it's sure. Original. 
I'm, what I'm saying is I'm sure it is good, but it's not it's a space going, Western. It's not, like it. I'm watching DS9. It's the same thing. I don't, it's not going to be as good as you've told me it's going to be for 10 years. And I'm not going to love Nathan Fillion as much as everybody on the internet's going to love Nathan Fillion. And like, I just, I'm out. Like I'm good. That's the same so you like uh, Christine Hendricks. I'm sure. Who that? She's in Mad Men. She's like the red. I've never guy. seen that either. Because again, I'm not gonna. I, I watched the first season. I gave up. That show is fucking boring as shit. <laughs> that's that's my mash. <laughs> that show is just boring. I thought it got better after the first season. Well, I couldn't well, last that long. Uh, Firefly. Well, yeah, Firefly got better. After. Firefly season two was fucking amazing. See, I was tempted with Mad Men. I had to let the dog in uh, because I love John Hamm. But I, yeah. I, I love funny John Hamm. I don't know if I want to see serious John Hamm. Like, I love, serious John Hamm was good in the town. Like, I love comedy John Hamm. Like, I think he's the funniest fucking guy in the whole wide world. Everything he's in that's funny is amazing. He's so great. Yeah. John he's pretty Hamm's, good in the uh, H&R Block commercials. Mm-hmm. His uh, James Mason impersonation whenever he's on Saturday Night Live and they're doing the uh, – uh, uh, was it uh, the Vincent Price's? Uh, yeah, yeah. The funny part is they redid, they recast that. Like they re, it was supposed to be Dean Martin. And they told him like during dress or whatever, like, yeah, we're going to change it. And he's like, all right, cool. And he nails it. Like it, the guy's fucking amazing. Like, I love that dude. And just Kim Hansen. Oh, he's like a cartoon pilot. That's, that's the, that's the line from uh, he should have, Rock. He should have been Batman instead of Ben Affleck. Yeah, he should be yeah, perfect. Yeah, he'd have been. He'd great, be a perfect Bruce Wayne. He'd be a great Superman. Like make him like a fucking Kingdom Come Superman. That guy would be awesome. I don't think he could play Clark Kent though. I do, man. I got great. He's too way too handsome. He great. Looks <laughs> handsome. Just put some glasses on him. Come on, Dennis. Yeah, just put the glasses on comb his hair the other way. What was I going to say? Um, but yeah, so the thing about the yeah, Serenity is just one of those things that I'm not going to... No, you watch Serenity, you'll love it as much as we've told you you'll love it and more. You'll love it so much that then you'll dedicate your life to watching all eight seasons of Castle because you've got such a hard-on Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. You hope and pray each episode that that'll be the episode that they bring in, which they do, one of the other stars from Serenity and from... Yeah. I just don't. No. Firefly. And I get, I mean, like I've heard, uh, yeah, I'm just not gonna, I'm good. I've gone. I, this. I watched Firefly and I tried watching Serenity and it did not live up to the hype of being the best show. What can't? Ever created. You know what I, mean? like, yeah. I don't like, think the movie's not as good as the, uh, the series. Well, see the movie, like once they went into production with a movie, by the way, this episode, I give a five. Same here. But um, all right, so everybody's five. We're all yeah. fives. So the sur- this is a rare thing, though, because we don't ever always agree. Well, that's because it's a, it's a TNG episode. So that's why we all agree. On yeah, it. Like <laughs> it works. I watched it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't fall asleep. I watched it. Yeah, exactly. We all get, we all get completes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't participation get, award. I Whatever, dude. Cancer from watching this episode. So a one plus. Yeah. yeah. But oh, and did you guys see that Star Trek Discovery got delayed again? Really? I thought they were going to start filming. Uh, it said here CBS released a statement regarding the post the possible delay of production on Star Trek Discovery begins next week. We love the cast, the script, and excited about the world the producers have created. This is an ambitious project. We are flexible on a launch date if it's best for the show. Wasn't uh, it originally supposed to come out like this month? Yeah, yeah. yeah the show ain't never coming out. 
Like it was supposed to come on after the Super Bowl, right? You ain't never gonna see this show ever. I I, I, I will guarantee that this show will not be out before next year's Super Bowl. We'll finish DS Nine before the show gets. Awesome. <laughs> I don't think that'll be it. <laughs> There'll be a pilot. We'll see it. It'll suck, and everybody will be happier that it didn't last. And then there'll be that one jackass that's like, "It was the greatest Star Trek ever." No, that's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be like Firefly in ten years. <laughs> like, imagine how good Discovery could have been if it well, got a full season. Once many bullshit. Once Manny Cotto took over as a showrunner for Enterprise, it started to get good. Unfortunately, it was too little, too late. He actually started, he got rid of the temporal Cold War bullshit that was killing that series, started making actual Trek style episodes. See, but I heard that the temporal Cold War stuff was really good. Fuck the temporal Cold War. Whoa! Hot take. Hot take. You're the Skip Bayless of Star Trek, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just go ahead and and since it's been a while since I've said this, but fuck J.J. Abrams for uh, destroying Star Trek, that Jar Jar Abrams motherfucker. All right, I'm cool with that. I mean, you know. Cash grab. It's a a total cash Cash grab. Paywall, cash grab. I haven't seen the third movie because I just uh, don't care. But I think that's part of the malaise that is. I think I think people were hyped. If you won't see it and it has Idris Silva in it, then you really are turned off of Star Trek movies. His black face is covered by makeup. It makes no sense to me. They show show it. I want to see his beautiful face. You will. That sec. That second movie just. Like it just killed it for me. I was so hyped for the Star Trek, and that second movie was just so bad. I think that's the thing with the third one is that because the second one was so bad that the third one was just all right. And it just felt like a great Star Trek movie at the time. (laughs) It was a lot better than that last piece of shit. Well, yeah, but it's like if somebody's taking a hot poker and shoving it up your ass on the day he doesn't. Yeah. It's like, this is <laughs> 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 he slides his dick inside it instead. Then you're like, oh, that's not too bad. It could have been worse. Yeah. At least it's not a hot metal poker in my ass. Exactly. Oh, wait, hey, did you use lube today? What? <laughs> my goodness. No, that's, he saves that for another day. It's a cooling, a cooling, a cooling effect. I just think it looks really, I mean, like, I just don't care because that, I mean, what's what's the consequence in the third? Are they cured death in the second film? Like, well, no, here's the other thing, though, is that I'm talking about the fourth movie already. Oh, uh, the fourth movie right. happened. There's no fucking way. No, yeah, but here's the thing is that second movie is Khan. The third movie, they blow up the Enterprise. And then the fourth movie, they're actually talking about time travel. Whales? Yeah. No whales yet. They're uh, going go to go back and kill the whales so they don't do a whale movie. Yeah. That would no, definitely be off board then. So it's just, it's this crazy thing. Well, they want to bring back uh, Thor. So they're going to have like uh, Chris Helmsworth uh, come in as Kirk's father again. There's no way there's doing a fourth movie. No way. If, if they're talking time travel, Kirk's father. Um, I don't know. The fifth movie, they meet God. <laughs> I mean, if there's time travel in the fourth movie, they're literally ripping off. The- this timeline, God got the starship. Here's my question. So Why am I moving around the galaxy? Where are the Klingons? Like, why are we, where, why not? Where, what are we waiting for? The, the, it's like, if you do a reboot of a, a Batman series of movies, right? At some point in that rebooted series of movies, you have to have the Joker. Mm-hmm. Because the Joker is Batman's nemesis. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Heath Ledger, Jack Nicholson, 
or 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 fuck boy that played him lately. Fuck boy. <laughs> so whoever that is, but you have to have a Joker. I agree. Because that's you have to have a Lex Luthor when you have a Superman. Yes. Whether it be peas in a jar. It's that's just how it works, right? And so when you have Star Trek and you have the Enterprise and you have the Federation, you have Captain Kirk. You have to have Klingons. Why? I mean, like we saw Klingons in the second movie for like forty-five seconds, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. we haven't seen them since. And like, what are we fucking waiting for here? And you, after that, they should have been like all up the Federation's ass. Yeah, <laughs> like they should have been knocking on Tyler Perry's door, being like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. Don't make me go get my phaser. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot your ass. But yeah, what the fuck? Where are my Klingons? I want Klingons. I mean, come on, baby. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. The third movie wasn't bad, but, you know, it should have been Klingon. I just don't care. It's like the second movie was so terrible. I mean, it, I, I'm not trying to – I'm not jocking Ben here <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. But that second movie sucked. Like, it just yeah. wasn't. Like, I, I, there was a lot of problems with it. I didn't think it sucked. I mean, I just – I mean, me more, Bobby. they just Tell fucking – I mean, they cured death. I mean, like, it, it was just – it was flipped con. Like, it's – I don't know, man. I just didn't care for it. It was cheap. Yeah. It was. It, it was cheap. Like, just do you like if you're gonna if you're gonna piss off the whole Star Trek community by rebooting a timeline, why are you gonna basically stick to the order of the films of the original series? Like, just do your own shit. But they're doing it during the timeline of the original series. Yeah, it doesn't make any it's, fucking sense. Oh my god! You're, you're the shame me. is, like, I haven't read them in a while, but the. The ongoing series was actually pretty decent. The what? The ongoing comics? series. Yeah, the comics. I heard the comics were good. They're still running. I mean, yeah. you know, just do. I mean, just do something different, man. Just give me there something. There's a Gary Mitchell episode, uh, issue that was really good. I mean, you know, I don't know, man. Just fucking give me something. Like, ugh. But whatevs. Oh, uh, but yeah. So we'll see what happens. Oh, again. So there you go. Just or little, won't happen like yeah. Discovery. A little bit of Trek new. I'm more excited for Discovery. That's never going to happen than a new Star <laughs> Star Trek movie. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, they got Walking Dead Lady in there. Yeah, man. They gonna have all them peoples, all them space zombies. <laughs> Been so grumpy looking. <laughs> Star Trek died May of 2005. I'm sorry to hear that. The last episode of uh, Enterprise aired, and uh, that was kind of like a funeral, right? <laughs> are, are you putting poop on my face? Yeah. Well, you—I mean, you can open that. But the thing right is, you can always go back and watch all the other stuff and enjoy yourself. Yeah. I mean, there's seven hundred. There's seven hundred episodes of TV watched. Watch that. I yeah, was happy. plus, you know, uh, half a dozen decent movies. Yeah. I was happy when Star Trek ended. Because now that it's done, I can theoretically know everything about Star Trek. <laughs> so this is just your request to be a know-it-all. Because, no, here's, here, here's the thing. Is that that I, is it. When I watched the original series, I could... <laughs> it's been time. But then when they came out with TNG, now there was new stuff. And so I could come up with a canon of, of what reality was, but then next week there's a new episode that could alter something that we understood. So now all of the, everything that will be Star Trek has been established. 
You right? sound like you sound like Kevin Costner and JFK right now telling me all the conspiracy theories. No, because everything that can be has been established, people. We are through the looking glass. <laughs> Look at the timeline. Look at the timeline. Back to the list. September 1966. <laughs> James T. Kirk arrives in Dallas. <laughs> Whoa, that's some quantum leap shit, son. May 2014. Let me ask you this question, Ben. Yeah. This this is the one question I've always had about Star Trek. It's like the Bible in a sense. Like what happens? Okay, we know Jesus is born, right? And then he ends up as like a 33-year-old dude doing awesome shit like magic and stuff. Well, he was 13 doing uh, his bar mitzvah. Okay, so we had that one thing. But like what happens between the original series and TNG? Like the films, but then what happens after that? Like I want to know. Like where, yeah. where do we? If you if you watch TNG, there's a lot of fill in. I know, but I want to see it with my eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like let's do no. trick in that little window. No, you, it's already been. Done. That's that's like usually where all the fun stuff happens. They're like, oh yeah, I'm glad we're done with that Romulan war. Yeah, that crazy uh, Romulan war where like well, eight planets done blowed up and yeah. we so much up. crazy shit happened. I'm glad we're done with that and everything. All right, let's drive. Let's investigate this silicon-based species. You know what we should do, man? Let's drive this dignitary from point A to point B because we have fucking taxi cab. Like, this oh, is a fucking shit. space Uber. We were almost to point B, but the ambassador realized he forgot to turn off the coffee maker. So we're heading back. That's the drama. This Wait, his coffee maker is an android? Wait, is he life or is he a robot? A doop, a doop, a doop. He's having sex with the coffee pot. Let's value his life choices. If the coffee pot loves you, is it alive? <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I just picture somebody fucking a coffee pot. I'm going to go to the kitchen and feed you during this episode. Careful that needle in there. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. This is my handle. This is my spout. <laughs> Just stick it in the stick it in the water part. Then you don't have to worry about the needle. Yeah. No, the needle is the best part. Just slosh your balls around. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you got to get something has to stimulate the frenulum. The frenulum. The frenulum. All right, so that's that's the episode. That's the title of this episode. Stimulate my friend. <laughs> Stimulate my friend. <laughs> so. If the Skrillians or whatever had offered to stimulate the frenulum, they probably would have gotten a spot on that planet. Well, Man. Of course, theirs is probably all flaky and stuff. Uh, and all, I'm, price. all I'm saying is, fuck them. That show, this episode sucked. Farm your radishes, you piece of shit. The next episode's okay because I've watched ahead. I've watched ahead to a, like three or four episodes. And episode The Alternate is pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. All right. So, so there you go. So you guys are awesome. I got to say this has uh, been one of my uh, favorite episodes of DS9 to record. So thank you for making this a joy to record. And hopefully a pleasure to listen to. Hopefully. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Uh, and I just want you to close your eyes. If you've listened to this entire show, close your eyes and picture someone bucking a coffee pot. But don't do it while you're driving. No, don't, no I mean, whatever. Just quick. Just do it real quick. Close your eyes while you're driving. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know, man. If you make that decision, you're an idiot. And you deserve you're whatever happens to you. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, my God. Is the coffee pot full? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what it's. Yeah. Some people oh, yeah. like it full. Yeah. Okay. 
bubbling over. Hey, did you guys ever Ben? Have you ever seen the Star Trek role playing game, like the TNG game from 1980, 1998? From FASA or FASA? I, I think so. I saw a book today at the store, and I wanted to buy it. But who am I going to play that with? I don't have eighteen dollars to waste. <laughs> <laughs> Force your family to learn. I took a picture of it. I'll sh- I'll send it to you. Okay. I, th- I don't know who it was by, but I really want to play it. But it looks really boring. Yeah. I never got into the, into the role playing games because they were just too inaccurate, and they made up their own content at some point to fill in the gaps. And it- <laughs> I think if we just did the game but did it in Dork Trek style, like we changed it so that the Klingons actually had two dicks. Patreon, son. <laughs> If you can Patreon that shit. Now that's the thing. If if that's your Patreon right there, is we put the video up of us playing the role playing game exactly how we do the like right now with the the, the Dork Trek RPG. We it's a, staff meeting. It's the video of us. You know, it's like I roll a. Uh, you know, my character's a Ben, and he's a stick in the mud, wet blanket that brings the show down. <laughs> That's not true. Oh, he, he's like... His but you stats, do have a couple of like good abilities, too, like a uh, Bill Clinton impersonation. <laughs> know-it-all-ism. <laughs> know-it-all-ism. Oh, roll a D20 for real know-it-all-ism. <laughs> yeah, but I have plus five in my know-it-all-ism because I'm a Ben class. Oh. I think it's probably like a plus 50 Ben. <laughs> he put like all of his points into charisma to help balance out the fact that he's you know an annoying prick. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of negative modifiers. Wow. You got to sleep next to this one, Ben. That's terrible. To be fair, he did hit her on the head earlier. I mean, he was trying to force her to have fellatio. <laughs> it's easier to transition from a neck massage to fellatio. Oh my God, what's going on? Then he just tried to hurricane rot at him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Call the police. 